Hello and welcome back to the Higher Cause Podcast. I am super excited to be back. I have been super busy over this Christmas holiday. Uh, I started out the first week of my uh, school break. I went to St. Louis with Alex and got to meet his fam down there. And uh, it was honestly, it was a great trip. I got to meet uh, his youth pastor, Tim, and uh, we ended up talking, I think, for like six straight hours. And it was just a really good time and uh, just getting to spend that time with him. And uh, also getting to spend it with Alex and just catching up, you know, during school. Sometimes it, it gets a little bit crazy. I know for both of us, taking a lot of classes right now. And so getting to just get away and talk was really uh, encouraging and refreshing. Uh, but then when I got back, my grandma actually came from Alabama and to stay with us. So currently my desk and everything is being kind of taken up. So I haven't been able to kind of sit down and uh, think through a, a new podcast. But God's been doing a work in my heart. And uh, I think during this Christmas season, uh, one of the main things he's, he's done a work in my heart about was the, really the assignment, I believe, that's given to every Christian. And, you know, I know that most of us have heard the great, a great commission, commission message, uh, whether it's at our church, at a missions conference, or we've just heard a preacher get up, a pastor get up and preach on the Great Commission. But you see, I think that there's an urgency, you know, even in the timing. You know, I look around at what's going on in the world, and I look around at what's going on in, uh, even in our nation, and I see a, the more I see it, you know, I, I know people, some people are doom and gloom, and they, and they see it how the world's coming to an end, and Biden is ruining everything, but really, I look at it as a great opportunity to share the love of God with people, and to share the gospel. But you see that a lot of times that's not what goes on. And a lot of times us as Christians have failed, and I'm putting myself in that, have failed in our duty and our assignment that God's given us. So God gave us an assignment in Mark 16, verse 15. It says, And he sent unto them, Go ye, he's talking to his disciples, which if you're, if you're saved, that's you now included in that, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, and, you know, I know this is a message, and it's really... Um, a truth that most of us already know, you know, we, yeah, we should be going into the whole world uh, and preaching the gospel. What well, I think in Acts, it gives us a good picture of what does that look like? Well, practically, uh, what does it look like in our own lives in 2022, uh, almost 2023 now? What does it look like to be a soul winner? What does it look like to go out soul winning and, and share the gospel? Well, in Acts chapter 8, we come upon the scene of Philip, uh, the evangelist, and he is doing his own thing. He's preaching the gospel. Uh, and it says he was preaching in many of the villages in verse 25 of Acts chapter 8. And in verse 26, it says, And the angel of the Lord said unto Philip, Arise and go southward uh, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is the desert. Okay, so first of all, we have Philip. He's given an interesting command. He says, go to the desert. We see Philip was preaching, and he was in the city, and that's kind of an odd command, right? It's kind of one of those things where you scratch, scratch your head, and you're like, okay, that's that's a little bit odd. And and it kind of was. But he, you know what he did? He did what, well, what he should have done when God said to go. He went. It says, he arose and went. Uh, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, and a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, uh, who had all the charge over her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem for to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, chariot read Isaiah the prophet. So the, then the Spirit, is, well, let's look at verse 29. It says, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. And when Philip heard it, he ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? Okay, so it's a little interesting passage here. So um, 
God takes Philip and he tells him to go to the desert. And so he goes there, and then as soon as he gets to the desert where God had commanded him to go, he said, hey, look, there's a chariot. I want you to go. Essentially, I want you to give the guy the gospel. See, the guy was ready. Um, the Ethiopian eunuch was actually reading uh, a, per, a good passage for a, a salvation passage, and he was sitting to read it, but he didn't understand what he read. Philip comes up to the chariot, and he joins himself to the chariot, uh, and he says, hey, can I explain this to you? Okay, so I want to look, I kind of want to dive into this passage a little bit more and uh, kind of to finish the story that way I don't have to um, keep, keep this short. Um, he he, re- he reads the passage to him. He explains that what the passage means to the Ethiopian eunuch and the Ethiopian eunuch gets saved. Verse 35, and Philip opened his mouth and began th- the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. You see, so after he joined the ch- to the chariot and, and the Ethiopian eunuch wanted to be explained to he, he um, opened his mouth and he started preaching Jesus. And because of that, of preaching Jesus and being obedient to the command of God, the Ethiopian eunuch actually gets saved and then baptized shortly after. Okay, so I want to look at three specific things. Number one, the assignment. Number two, the action. And number three, the aftermath. Okay, so the assignment, obviously we know that's a charge from the angel. The angel said, listen, I want you to go and I want you to go to the desert. And then he, then even farther than that, he says, there's a chariot I want you to, to go to. Okay, so we have the charge from the angel. And, you know, I've already read it, but we have a charge to us individually as Christians uh, from our Heavenly Father. He says, go ye into all the world in Mark chapter 16. So we have an assignment and our job is to go into all the world. Okay, so all the world, well, there's a lot of the world, right? And so you might say, well, what's all the world for me? Well, all the world for you might be Walmart, right? All the world for you might be your next door neighbor. Uh, but the idea is going and actually giving the gospel to somebody. And then I want to look at number two, the action. Uh, he took immediate action. It says he got up and ran. As soon as God said, I want you to go to this person, I want you to give the gospel, he got up and ran. He left his place of familiarity. So he was preaching in the city. He was familiar with the city. He knew what uh, the crowd would be like. And God said, go to the desert. He left the place where he was comfortable. And, you know, sometimes it's going to take us actually leaving the place of our comfortability and leaving the place of our familiarity in order to get uh, in order to give the gospel to somebody who, you know, to us might look unlovable, right? To us, might we might look at them and say, ooh, but you know what? God has a plan. God loves him just as much as he loves you. And God might want you to step outside of your familiarity and outside of your comfort zone in order to share the gospel. For instance, I traveled on a, a team. Most of you know this. I've talked about this in podcasts before, uh, where we went to Christian schools and we would uh, we would do kind of a youth rally kind of event. We'd host, host games for them during the week. Uh, but then the, the latter part of the week, we would do a Christian or a, sorry, public school outreach. And I was fine in the Christian school. I could talk to the kids. I could counsel the kids. But when it came to the public school kids, there was just something about the public school system and the public school kids I just, I struggled with. They were unsaved and I knew they needed Jesus, but a part of me would just kind of gravitate toward the Christian school kids. Uh, but I noticed the more and more that I left my comfort zone, I, I would see God use me in, in ways and I was just amazed. It was all God because it wasn't me. In my own flesh, I didn't love them. And when God actually um, enabled me, to give the gospel and to love them, it was the most fulfilling thing I've, I, I've really I've ever done. Uh, the more and more I got to do it, it was just, it was very fulfilling. So God might call you to go outside of your comfort zone. He might have you to leave your place of familiarity to use you. Uh, and let me ask you, are you faithful in weekly evangelism, right? When God, uh, when God calls you to do something, see, you cannot, uh, you can't be faithful in something you're not doing, right? Uh, that sounds like a very blank, you know, the statement, but it's it's very true. You can't say, 
oh yeah, of course I'm ready to leave my comfort zone. Well, sure, I can say as much as I want that, yeah, I'm ready to go skydiving. But until I actually get in the plane and jump out of the plane, I could even get in the plane. But if until I jump out of the plane and I actually do skydiving, people aren't really going to believe me that I'm a skydiver or that I want to skydive, right? Because I'm not doing it. Uh, and so really, you're not going to be able to, you're, you're definitely not going to convince God when you're not even willing to get out of your comfort zone, even willing to go. You have to go. Uh, that's something he didn't just, you know, when Philip was told that he's like, oh, that, he didn't just say, well, that sounds like a good idea. I might try that sometime. No, he, it says he ran. He went immediately. Uh, his action was, I'm going to go now because God has something for me to do. And not only when, when he saw the, the Ethiopian eunuch, did he just say, oh, that's cool. Look at that guy. No, that when the Spirit of the Lord said, I want you to go, I want you to talk to him, he went immediately. He ran to him. He showed purpose. When we go out soul winning, and when we're knocking on doors, you know, do we have purpose? Do you have purpose? When you knock on that door, are you standing there saying, oh man, I really hope this person doesn't come to the door? Or are you, are you rejoicing that God is allowing you to have the opportunity to lead somebody to him? Often, our, I know for, in my own life, when my first instinct is, oh, I hope they don't come to the door. And when I hear that bolt, I start you know, opening and the locks start turning and doors start opening. I start getting that, that, that nervousness. But I realized that the more that I was, I don't know, reveling in my salvation and even thanking God for the opportunity and then just obeying the spirit of God, there became to become a confidence there in soul winning, a confidence in sharing the gospel with people. Uh, one that honestly, it's not one of pride and it's not one I could even muster up because in my own flesh, I'm unwilling. And I, and I don't want to do it. Uh, but when God's Spirit enables you, you can def- you can do it 100%. And you, but you have to take the step of faith. And God rewards that step of faith. And so let me ask you, are you sensitive? So maybe when you're out soul winning, are you sensitive to the leading of the Holy, uh, leading of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Lord when He tells you to do something? Maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what, I, you know, I've never even heard the Spirit of the Lord. I've never even felt that. Well, there could be a couple of different reasons why that's so. One, maybe that you, maybe you're unsaved. Maybe you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, and maybe you say, well, I have a clear testimony. I know I'm, I'm 100% sure uh, that I'm on my way to heaven. I'll say, okay, well, maybe that's not the issue, but maybe there's a sin issue. Uh, some A lot of times, you know, sin uh, can will creep into our lives, and we, we unconfessed sin for sure. And things that we maybe don't even think about, uh, but maybe things we do think about, things we, we definitely know. And uh, the Bible says, if you confess and forsake, you'll have mercy. Uh, so there's an idea of even confessing those sins and even praying to the Lord saying, God, if there's something between me and you, the soul and the Savior, would you, would you bring that to my to my mind? And I've heard countless stories of people remembering, oh, listen, I had ought with this person, I had unconfessed sin. And so maybe one of the reasons why you're you're not experiencing the leading of the Lord is because of unconfessed sin, or it's because of sin maybe maybe that you do know that's going on and, and that you're that you're continuing in. It's uh, it's sin that's plaguing you. Uh, and it's time to get that right. And uh, it's time to to confess that before the Lord. He's faithful and just to forgive you. And so one of the reasons why you might not be experiencing the leading of the Lord and, and his his voice when he tells you to go out soul winning or when he tells you, hey, I want you to give the gospel. And, you know, uh, what we're talking about is really the divine appointments. And divine appointments aren't just limited um, to soul winning. You know, I, I've had many times when I've got a thought, a random thought, hey, you should text this person, a person I haven't texted in years. So I send them a text, and and literally uh, within a couple minutes, they send back, oh, thank you so much. That This is a really encouragement. I needed this in my life. I'm going through a hard time. And so you really never know uh, when you know somebody might be going through a hard time, and God wants you to talk to them. But if you're living in sin, if you have unconfessed sin, 
God's not going to use you. God can't use you. And so maybe, you know, maybe you're not sensitive. Maybe you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And let me ask you, are you obeying that then? If you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading, when he tells you to go out soul winning or when he tells you to give the gospel, are you doing it? Uh, Philip did. Philip said, you know what, God, I'm going to do it. And God rewarded him. God rewarded him with being able to see, which is the aftermath. So we looked at the assignment, uh, which was go ye into all the world. The action, which is immediate, run, uh, get right with God if you're not, so that you can experience his leading. And then we're look, let's look at the aftermath. The aftermath was he got saved. Uh, God allowed Philip to see the salvation. Now see, that doesn't happen every time. I've, I've been out soul winning. I started, I led my first soul to Christ when I was 12. And uh, I've been out soul winning, I don't even know how many times, but God's allowed me and given me the high privilege of seeing uh, soul saved. And the, every time I see a soul saved, I know it's not because of anything I've done, because there's nothing in me that can save that person, right? But it's everything that God do, does. Uh, and we have to realize the power of the gospel. It talks about in Romans that the, the gospel is powerful. And uh, if we, we can tap into that power, and it, it's not us, uh, but it's all God. And so, uh, you know, the aftermath, what does it look like to go out soul winning? What does it look like to, what's the assignment? Well, the assignment is go, right? And when you go and when you're, when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, God lets you see fruit. I was reading a book not long ago uh, by a famous evangelist. If I named his name, everybody would know who he was. Um, but he, he said in his book, he said, I don't ever go out soul winning without expecting someone to get saved. Expecting that God will use me to see someone saved. Which was, you know, at first glance, it's like, oh, well, haha, real, you know, it's whatever, cool. But I think there's some power in that statement where when we realize that we can go out soul winning with a confident expectation that God can save someone as a result of our obedience. And every time we take a step of faith, every time we, we obey God, God rewards that. And you know what? We might not, we're not, we might not ever see it. Uh, for instance, when I was, uh, when I preached, I preached a funeral a couple months ago, I think I might have talked about a little bit about it. I, I'm not sure, but I preached my aunt's funeral. They, I got called by my cousin, and he said, "Hey, would you preach my mom's funeral?" And I said, "You know, I'd love to." And so I was preparing my when I was preparing my message, I was trying to kind of think through uh, what God would have me to, to talk about, and God clearly led me to a, just a gospel message. Uh, and there ended up being uh, almost 300 people there at that uh, funeral, and uh, I was really burdened because I knew I knew that who was going to be there. There was going to be bikers and there's going to be all kinds of different walks of life there. And I was burdened to give a gospel, a simple gospel message. Uh, and so I went to John 3.16. I gave a simple gospel message and, and gave a simple uh, call of salvation. Uh, and then I left the rest with God. But I remember that morning in my devotions, God clearly told me someone's going to get saved today. Now, I had a confident expectation going to the pulpit and preaching because I knew God was going to save somebody. But I told God, I said, listen, God, if you don't want to even reveal who that person is, I'm okay with that. And so going into it, I, I was not expecting to know who the person was that was, that was going to get saved. I wasn't expecting God to tell me that, uh, but I was expecting him to save somebody. Uh, and so anyway, I, I get done preaching and I go and sit down. I sat down next to my dad. My dad had to get up and he gave a, like a last thought. And as soon as my dad got up, uh, my cousin's girlfriend jumped up and ran down and sat next to me. And she looks over at me. She goes, I'm going to sit here. Is that okay? I was like, yeah, I don't care. You, you can sit there. It was kind of an odd, odd thing. I didn't really think much of it. And uh, she turns over to me. She goes, actually, I want to talk to you about what you said. I was like, sure. Well, you know, you have any questions? And we went on. We proceeded to talk for probably 15, 20 minutes. I, I kind of gave her the gospel and uh, again and uh, more in-depth. And uh, she bowed her head and trusted Christ as her Savior. 
Uh, and so God, when God clearly commands you to do something, listen, I, I didn't plan on, I didn't really think about preaching the gospel. It was my first thought preaching a funeral. I was going to preach a message on, you know, how to deal with loss uh, and, and just realizing you have comfort in Christ. Uh, but when God clearly led me to, and even a simple passage is John three sixteen, and I was obedient, God clearly rewarded that. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm something great or I'm this big example that you should follow. Uh, but what I'm saying is I've experienced it, and so I know that it's possible. It's kind of like when Paul said, uh, from, but my God shall supply all your need. The only reason he could say my God will supply your need is because God had supplied his need before. Uh, and so when I, all I'm saying is I know from experience that God, when you step out on, on faith, God rewards that. And when you listen to God and when you take the action and the assignment seriously, the aftermath is, well, people get saved uh, and God rewards that. So my challenge for you during this Christmas time, and I hope everyone had a great Christmas, is right now in, in a world where they're trying to do away with Christ, they're trying to, the cancel culture is trying to cancel Christ. He will not be canceled, and uh, Christ's word will stand forever, uh, and God's sacrifice will, will stand throughout all eternity. Uh, and so during this time when Christ is trying to be canceled, I think it's there's never been a greater time on earth to give the gospel, to share the good news. The more I'm out soul winning, uh, the more I see people are eager, people are thirsty, they want something, they're, they're, they're looking, they're searching uh, for Christ. When we lift Christ up, when we go out soul winning, when we give the gospel to people, there will be results. Maybe I just need to actually do it. See, it's hard to, to, to be something you're not doing. You can't be a soul winner if you're not going to do it. Uh, if you're not actually taking action and going out every week, set up a daily time. You know what? Get with your pastor uh, and tell him, hey, pastor, I'm burdened for soul winning. Is there somebody that I could go with? Uh, maybe you have a friend who's you know is a soul winner. Maybe link up with them and, and see if, you know, hey, why don't we go out soul winning? Why don't we go hand out some tracks? And you see, handing out tracks is great. I'm all about it if that's where you need to start. Uh, but look for opportunities to give the gospel. It's a, it's a simple gospel. It's believing Jesus Christ can take your sins away and trusting him to forgive you. Because you, listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ is your Savior, you've broken the God's law. And there has to be a payment that's due for breaking God's law. Uh, and simply explaining that to someone and, and maybe uh, even going in detail and telling them, listen, this is the law you've broken. You've lied. You've stole. Uh, and, and simply sharing the gospel with people, that, that's going to change people's life. But we cannot do that. Uh, we cannot share that good news uh, unless we're actually doing it, right? Unless we're actually going out. And so that's my challenge for today. That's my burden uh, for this time of the year, this season, is uh, we have an assignment. Uh, we need to take action. And because of that, there'll be aftermath. The aftermath is people are going to get saved. See, the Great Commission is for today. It's not all, it's not lost. The Great Commission it was might have been given 2,000 years ago, but it's just as prevalent as it was then as it is now. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate uh, the support uh, and the listeners, and I, I've just been astonished by the numbers, even of just watching the numbers go up of people listening and people supporting and getting emails and text messages from people that support, and uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, and I really do hope this challenge is a help. I, I, my, really, my burden is that we would, uh, as, a, as a podcast group and as us as a group, would we would advance and we would see people saved as a result of, uh, as a result of Jesus Christ leading us to people and having those divine appointments. Uh, and so I trust you guys had a great Christmas, uh, and I trust that you'll have a great New Year's. And I uh, look forward to even some of the things on the horizon. When Alex gets back, we have some different plans to record some more. Uh, I know some of you have been asking about him, and he will be back soon. Uh, but we have do have some things on the horizon, and 
uh, even having some new guys come on and I have some other plans for that and you know, have to stay tuned for that one, but uh, really looking forward to it. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great New Year's and uh, God bless.